When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Man of Steel. Man of Steel. <laughs> oh, shit. Is he ever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, triple yum for you. Oh, well, I, I just think if you have eyes, I mean. Yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I mean, he's as far as his character goes, I'm like, I'm not attracted to the character at all. I mean, for me, he's like, a, he falls kind of, I don't know, Superman always falls at a, I would say a hard zero for me of just like, really? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, oh, it's not, enough. he's not my favorite. I will say. Right. He's not my favorite, but yes, this man is definitely attractive. I think. No, I know. Across the board. Yes. <laughs> like, I think men would be like, like very straight men would be like, well, yes, that is an attractive man though. I, I believe <laughs> I have said this on the podcast before talking about <laughs> <Eddie> <laughs> where it's just like, he's, he's actually excellent casting for Superman because I think of him as cartoonishly good-looking. Does that make sense Yeah, to you? totally. You know, where, that checks out. Where you're like, that's not a real human man. Yes. That is like a, <laughs> a drawing. That is a comic book drawing of a man. There was one point at the first time they show him shirtless, I was like, oh, this was like when they still like had like reasonable standards for like superheroes. And then they cut to the next scene and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That was just the angle. That was the angle. This is insane. Yes. <laughs> that's This is not attainable. <laughs> This is madness. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, wow. Whoa. Oh, we got that out of the way Whoa. real soon. Uh, <laughs> usually we wait till after the break to uh, to talk about the triple yum scale or anything like that. What but can hey, you do? Uh, easily the best part of this movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I guess like if you haven't seen Man of Steel, uh, I, uh, it's Superman, everybody. Um, so brief rundown of, of what happens. Basically, we start on Krypton and uh, Jor-El, uh, a.k.a. Superman's father, um, and Zod are fighting because they have, uh, uh, the, the citizens of Krypton and their government have uh, destabilized the planet's core and it's going to blow up. So Zod um, basically does a military coup to try and save it and uh, Jor-El shoots Superman into space with this weird skull thing that has the DNA of all of Krypton. The Codex. The Codex <laughs> on it. And then uh, for a long time, we're just watching Superman be kind of moody and weird, and I'm not sure what the next hour of the movie actually <laughs> matters or does. Oh, there's the spaceship that they find in the Arctic. Yeah. Lois Lane shows up, and it, Superman's dad shows up again, and he goes, you can be good. And his father, uh, 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 Jonathan Kent, in flashbacks, gets, is telling his kid, to hide who he is and not save a bus full of kids. But, uh, oh man! Yeah, we're gonna I get. I can't it. wait. 
and then gets stupid, runs into a fucking tornado to save a dog and dies. And then uh, uh, finally, we're an hour into this two hour movie. Zod shows up again uh, from the Phantom Zone and is like, oh, they realize uh, the the codex, all the DNA of Krypton is actually in Superman's uh, body or DNA or whatever. And uh, he's like, okay, so I'm going to kill Superman and take the DNA and start Krypton over again on Earth. Yeah. And then Superman and him have a fight. They destroy all of Metropolis doing so. And uh, in the end, Superman uh, shows up as Clark Kent at the Daily Daily Planet. Did I miss anything? No, I... Th- <laughs> 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 no, I think you got you, you got most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy! Uh, not in a while have we covered a movie. I feel like so strongly points towards a like, oh, I agree with this villain. Than the top of this movie, the first five minutes of this yeah. movie, I'm like, zot, 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 zot. Yes, because the world is literally collapsing. Yes, and he's like, you guys did this. You guys are still have your heads in the ground. We're taking over now. Whatever you royal fox. Yeah. Uh, of course, the the villain of this movie is Zod. Uh, well, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just started. No, 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 no. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. The top of this movie, I'm just like Jor El's. So it's Jor El and uh, played by um, uh, uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Thank you. Why couldn't I find that on my thing? Um, <laughs> And Zod, both are the two people that realize that things are going wrong. Absolutely. Right. Jor-El's scheme is the dumbest, craziest thing in the world. It's nuts. It starts with (laughs) raw-dogging his wife. (laughs) Dude, do you know... That's the start of his How pissed I would be if I was that woman, and they're like, this hasn't happened in centuries. Why me then? Yes. <laughs> we stopped this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Insane. Yes. And and I'm so glad you brought that up because they sort of frame it as like we no longer have natural births. We it's like, you know, all this genetic material and you're like grown in a lab basically mm. it, on Krypton. And they and they say, "Oh, that's sort of led to like the the loss of choice or whatever because like people are like given the roles that they're supposed to. Yeah, they're like designed in a certain way within their DNA. Exactly. So like, you know, you're going to be a scientist. You're going to be the general. You're going to be the the thing and this and that. Um, And they sort of like frame that as like this bad thing that Zod is trying to defend. But it's also a crazy sort of somewhat feminist take where you're like, hey, guess what? We get to save you the pain of childbirth. Also, I think we can really hang our hats on this argument of like this is exactly what Zod was designed for. Yeah, that's true. He is he says that driven he says by an internal force that he was designed to do this. This is his purpose. This is his role. This is what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that's how you're designed. And I'm sorry, a military coup to take over the government of your planet when it's weeks away from exploding <laughs> because they will do nothing is, I think, morally justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these people, I was like, get them. We need a change of leadership. 
fucking rich white people. Like, they're all decked out. Yep. They're all wearing the crowns and the jewels, and they look like the robes and what have you. No, screw these people. Yeah, you are a decadent society, and and <laughs> I cannot believe that they spent the time to arrest, charge, and convict Zod and his people to the Phantom Zone when the planet is literally exploding in weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just so crazy to watch the whole planet explode moments later. Yeah. And be like, yeah, that guy shouldn't have tried to take over the government. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's moments later. It's, it, it's literal moments. <laughs> uh, the the only thing that saves Zod is the fact that he got put in the Phantom Zone, which I would like to ask, why didn't they put everybody into the Phantom Zone? I realize it's not a nice place, you know, and it's tough to get back from, but it's better than exploding. You can clearly live there. Yes. Okay, and I really want to get to a point that I just, like, I was losing it on, because it's it, it's within, I think, the, the first five minutes. Yeah. At one point... Jorel kind of says to Zod, like, hey, who are you to choose? Who are you to choose, like, who lives and who dies oh, kind of thing? Oh, Zod's like, saying we need to, like, yeah. get, get rid of the bloodlines and, like, the genetic information that led us to this dead end. Yeah. Um, is that not exactly what he's doing? He's like, my son will be a god! <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, who are you to choose, Jor-El? You're, you're literally like the one the one Kryptonian who is going to survive this. Yeah, he's like, my son. My, my son. Yeah, he came from my ball sack. He's got to go. Like, First one in centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm going to put all the DNA in him. I know, right? And if he gets lost, this is all done. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bad plan. Yeah, uh, 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 a radiation storm, he flies too close to his sun, a, an Aaron asteroid, a small piece of paint that like hits the spacecraft. It's 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 literally every single egg of your species in one basket. Yeah, and I feel like we probably they probably had a few more of these ships. Maybe I, we could have popped off a couple other people. <laughs> that's what I don't understand. It's like, <laughs> it's like, they have ships. They have, like, other people would have survived th that, right? They could oh, have gotten off. Oh, at least the rich people. I find it hard to believe all these government workers just died. I was like, they all look like they're the queen. Yeah. <laughs> like, too old to live. They are a space-faring species. They yes. talk very much about how they spent, you know, like thousands of years expanding into the solar system and creating new colonies and populated pop, populating worlds and all the rest, and then retreated in, which is like, okay, your civilization is in decline, but like, you're not going to save everybody, but a couple lifeboats, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, all, my argument is at least the rich people were going to try and save themselves for sure. Yeah. We're watching this in real time. Happen. They're fucking launching themselves into space. Yes. <laughs> They're trying to figure it out. Fucking Bezos was like, oh, we're all going to live in space eventually. I'm like, that is, <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. Anyway, <laughs> but to say there's no way, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's also nuts to be like, we, okay, here's the thing that really got me was they go, Earth is within range. We can send Clark there. Uh, Kal-El, Clark, Superman, whatever. Um, we can send him there. And this is the part that gets me. They know 
that it will give him superpowers. They go, it's a young star. He'll he'll be great and powerful. He'll soak up its energy and become yeah. great. That is, I, I cannot believe <laughs> that nobody else, like, like Rebecca, if you were like, uh, we're in Toronto right now. Yeah. If I was like, hey, head on down to Young and Dundas. Bit of a trek where we're fr- from where we're at right now, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Or head, uh, head out to Kipling Station, the end, okay, of, yeah. the end of the subway line. And you'll have superpowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you not making that trip all oh, the time? Absolutely. You might get a little dizzy if you do it. But no, you'll fine. be able to fly and jump over buildings. And, and I'd never need a toaster again. Instant <laughs> toast, Craig. Instant toast. Whenever you want on the fly. Amazing. He'd be great at brunch. You know what I mean? Superman? Yeah. Served hot and fresh right away with your eggs. Are you kidding me? No wait time? Unreal. Unreal. Just instant heat? In- yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want it for anything. You definitely want something that could like distribute the heat. You know what I mean? Like get a nice... Like nice even heat. You don't want it to be like, like a piece, yeah, like a piece of metal he puts down. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just heat it up, and then you go like a good cast iron. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. we're talking about breakfast again. That's the, <laughs> this occasionally comes up on the podcast where we just oh, neither one of us has eaten today. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't understand how it didn't occur to anybody else, including Zod, by the way, later in the movie. That you could not go to this planet and live as a god. Like, that is never, that is never a choice that anybody seems to make. Well, I would make the argument that maybe because that's the way they're designed. <sighs> like, you, they're designed to be like, that wouldn't be right? Well, no, to um, service the society in whatever mm. way they had to. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're driven by one force and that force is not, you know what I mean? Like, not like, well, whatever it was, Jor-El didn't have it. Because I was like this yeah, sense of like thing. duty. That is true. Because now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, there's no way this guy just launched his own baby. Which is also a, a point I wanted to sort of discuss, which is to what extent does that predetermination actually affect, you know, like... It's not affecting your day-to-day choices. You're still living as an individual. You're still making decisions for yourself. But, like, is it okay? No, for my argument, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're defending this villain, no. No, he has to do it. So you think it's like he is bound to do it. Whereas I would almost take it to be the fact that Jor-El, a scientist or whatever, is like, okay, I'm going to have a baby the natural way. Uh, I'm going to... modify a ship and send him off like he he seems to be working um for his own means right and Mm -hmm. and thinking independently so like that kind of leads me to believe that maybe these these like designed babies are just kind of like they have uh uh what's the word i'm looking for like they're predisposed to certain things Mm -hmm. like if you're going to be a doctor you're going to be very compassionate. Like you're going to be, Oh, you know I, mean? I see what you're saying. Yes. You know, if you're, if you're going to be a soldier, you're going to be very aggressive. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. no, that's a good point. Your personality is just sort of more suited to one thing. Yes. In which case it's also, I, here's the thing. You're like, Oh, it's like, it's eugenics or whatever, because they like predetermine everything you do. But like, if you're a per- human being or sorry, a Kryptonian and, 
you are a very compassionate person by nature, you're going to be happy being someone who cares for people, right? If you're an aggressive person by nature, you're going to be happy being a soldier. It's when you're like, yeah, you, you aggressive lughead, uh, you're going to be a doctor. That's when you run into problems. Oh, man. I met one of those last night. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was at a comedy show, and this woman was like, I'm a nurse, and she was so scary. I was like, <laughs> where do you work, ma'am? <laughs> I will not go there. <laughs> nuts. You know what's wild to me? I really don't like Jor-El. Um, You know what was wild to me? And one of my favorite, because it's just such a small little thing, but I was like, why? So you know how he's kind of like, he's he's a part of the system, right? Like Clark yeah. can like kind of log into his dad a bit. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at he's one point. He's got a little Superman thumb drive, basically. Yeah, he yeah, sends yeah. With him. And at one point, Jarrell's like, oh, like if only your mother could see how, like how you've grown the way I can right now. And I'm like. Bitch, couldn't you get on her a drive? It feels like a like a copy paste sort of situation on that software. Feels yeah. like you could have doubled up on that. She could have been here. <laughs> she could have been here. Absolutely. She could have been here for sure. You selfish fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> he it's one thing to do it, but then to bring it up also yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> he recorded over his wife's little USB stick <laughs> by accident. It's Monday it's, night football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish your wish your mom could be here, but uh, uh, <laughs> it was the last game before the planet imploded. <laughs> it's a part of history, son. It's a part of history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. can we talk about Clark Kent's Earth Dad? <laughs> yes, Jonathan Kent. Please, I, Kevin Costner. Go. Ahead. I am. I was exploding watching this movie. First of all, the suggestion that a teen shouldn't have saved all of his teen friends from dying in a bus. You know what I mean? It was like, they were like, they were like 12. Yeah. <laughs> like they were, they were a bus full of school kids. A bus full of school kids. River. And he's like, well, maybe they should have died. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> I hate that. I hate it so much. I I was furious. Um, I know. This guy's obviously the villain. I was like, how is he not more of a villain? He has to be more of a villain than Zod. In, in many ways. I mean, yeah. I don't. Here's the thing. Okay. It it really bugged me in this. And when he, huh. he runs. here, the, the tornado, too. I can't. The I tornado. can't with that scene. I cannot. Because here's what you do in the tornado. And then I'll get into what I really hate about it. <gasps> Which is Clark could have run in to get the dog. The tornado comes around and then Clark survives and everyone goes, oh my God, Clark, you survived the tornado. And he goes, yeah, I guess I got tossed into a haystack or something like that. And everyone goes, good for you. Like no one's like, he survived the tornado. Something's up with that kid. Yes. The look. Just no, the, no, 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 no. I'm just going gonna... to. It's your dad, okay? I don't care if somebody call. Okay, listen, Craig. Like, it's like it's like, oh, well, you're gonna be exposed. Who gives a fuck? Okay, yeah. if somebody called me right now and they were like, listen, Miss Reeds, we have your father, and we're gonna kill. We we're either going to if we don't like release 
you know what? If it was like, we're going to release your internet history. <laughs> right. I'd be like, true, let my father go. Like, please, for the love of God, if that's all you need to do is like for me to save him, is for you to release my internet history. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm going to do it. And you know why that is, Rebecca? Because you have a stronger moral center than Superman. I can't. <laughs> Because he's like, oh, you'll be pushed out by society. Yeah, I don't think I'd have a lot of friends after an internet history search either. All right? Come on. Yes. And first of all, okay, one other point on the tornado. He sort of, the way that the movie shoots it is he sort of gracefully just gets, like, the tornado overtakes him. And it looks like he just kind of, like, dissolves into nothing. Right, like he just kind of like disappears into the wind. And he got like, snapped. Got... <laughs> yeah, no, what you should have seen is like a million little twigs and rocks fucking piercing his body. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's how tornadoes kill you. The wind doesn't kill you in a tornado. It's what the wind is pushing that kills you. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was a tiny little Thanos in the yeah, corner. And it was just, <laughs> just boom. Right into you. I, mm, no. And, and my, but my biggest problem with this is structurally in the movie. So the theme of the movie is supposed to be, and, and I think with Superman in general, is mm -hmm. you need to be better than both of our worlds. You are the son of both worlds, and you are going to inspire people to do good, mm -hmm. right? And the idea is that he gets his powers from Krypton. I can fly, I can lift, I can shoot lasers out of my eyes. But the fact that he was raised in Kansas by loving parents who cared about him is where he gets his sense of decency and moral good. And that does not happen in this movie. No, 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 Both no, no, no. the powers and the suggestion that Clark Kent, Jor-El, Superman, uh, or Kal-El, sorry, needs to be this shining example of moral good and a, a symbol to be held up as a symbol of hope all come from Krypton. They come from Jor-El. Jonathan Kent is actively telling him not to help people. Yes. Why? <laughs> I can't. And I, to get a little serious for a bit, like Ooh. I was, I was watching this movie and the first time I watched it, to be quite honest, you know, back in 2013, when it came out, people were complained about it. And I was like, ah, fine. It's a Superman movie. You know, I watched it. People flying around, shooting lasers at each other. Fine. Didn't understand all the hate. So much has changed <laughs> since then, where I absolutely in no way want to see a movie where people are being told not to do the right thing to protect themselves. Yeah. I, I, I desperately, desperately just want to see somebody doing the right thing at whatever cost it takes to themselves. I, I, and I want there to be joy in that, and mm -hmm. there's no joy in this movie. Oh, no. Not even, you know what? Not even in the, the first time uh, Superman and Lois Lane kiss. Not even there. I know. <laughs> she, she goes, you know, they say it's all downhill after the first kiss. I'm like, oh. roll yourself <laughs> off a bridge. No. What are you saying? Can you imagine saying that? After I, you kiss somebody? I was I was shook. I was absolutely shook that those were the first words out of her mouth. 
Like, do you know how great a first kiss is? <laughs> it's all downhill after this. <laughs> Pass me the ice cream. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just kissed Superman. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> You've saved me an inexplicable amount of times. I have been in places I should not be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I do not get Lois Lane in this movie. She's largely unnecessary to the plot. And yes. that is unfortunate for a Superman movie. It truly is. Because, like, I remember, like, I can't even pinpoint what I'm like, but, like, I remember liking the character of Lois Lane. Yes. Like I I like strong, you know, like does get saved on occasion but also does some saving. You know what I mean? Like there's some balance here. This this Lois she did nothing. Even yeah. when she was supposed to do something, she just fucking flew out the back. I know, and I think there's there's supposed to be maybe more of a partnership between Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Yes. Right? Where where she is the one who knows how to do her job and is dragging around this goofy Clark Kent, mm-hmm. bump, stumbling, bumbling, meek, mild-mannered Clark Kent, you know, who doesn't really know where to stand or how to do his job right, you know? And so she's that force in his life. And then I, Superman shows up and is like, I can do well, when you need yeah. saving, you know? I and just love the idea that nobody would notice this man in a room. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Oh, that's you mean... So so fun because even when he puts the glasses on, I'm like, oh well, you just made it better. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Who Clark over there, over in the corner? You didn't notice him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, the supermodel. <laughs> which Henry Cavill makes an amazing Superman. He fills out that that leotard real well. Uh, uh, not a very believable Clark Kent. No, like he's, he's not Jack. disappearing into a crowd. You know, if, I promise you, if that man started to unbutton anywhere, everyone's taking notice. Everyone's turning around. Like, did he just? Did he just unbutton a top button? We gotta watch what he's doing next. Well, I don't think regular shirts, shirts fit him. I don't think he, <laughs> he barely wears a shirt this entire movie. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, like when he's trying when he's trying to be like hiding and in the background because he does it for a, a large part of this movie yeah uh, you know he's like got the hat and he's pulled down over his eyes and he's wearing like the hood. i was like you are still the most <laughs> jacked man imaginable the scene where he, uh he's like bussing in a restaurant yeah he's like kind of on the road or whatever and this one dude slaps the waitress's ass and then he goes up to him and goes hey that's it buddy you need to leave and the guy goes, no, I don't think I am going to leave. And tries to take a swing uh, at this mountain of a man. <laughs> like, And I get that there's a thing where tough guys want to try and fight the biggest guy in the room. Because they need to prove that they're tough. But what are you? Not this man. Not this man. <laughs> Especially when you give him a little shove and you fly back. Like, <laughs> where he somehow is denser than most, than yeah. is humanly possible. I love when he's on the boat with the, and they're like, what's this guy doing here? I'm like, look at him. <laughs> he is such an asset on this boat. <laughs> okay, 
can't believe this city boy. Like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Just look at him. He's so he's so strong. He's huge. <laughs> oh, um, that shit killed me every time. Yeah. No, hated the dad. Yeah. Do, do not understand the dad. Do not understand. Like, I, I okay. Loved Di- like Diane. Like, like I like that. That character, I like the mother. She's very sure. soft, warm, whatever. But I'm also like, I feel like you should have stepped in earlier here. <laughs> in what sense? In the sense of like, stop telling him to not save people. I know. She clearly wanted him to. And they're still like, at the end of the movie, they're like, well, he, you know, like, this is what he wanted. He knew there would be a time. Could that time have not been when he was about to die? <laughs> To save the dog, I, I, I know. I, there's something about like, listen, him I, having to make the choice that that I don't mind. Where it's like you need to become, you need to decide to be this hero, and it needs to be on your own terms in your own time. Mm-hmm. I can, I can see that, but I again, I don't think that's the message that they were giving him. They were like, they'll be afraid of you, they'll reject you, they'll hate you for doing the right thing, for doing the good thing, which is. You know, when you phrase it like that, like they will hate you for being saving them. They will hate you for doing the right thing. I was like, that's such a negative, awful kind of message. And I think that's the core of what I don't like. Yeah. They'll hate you for doing the right thing. Yep. I don't like that for sure. <laughs> I don't like and that. And you're saying that uh, Diane Lane, uh, Diane Lane playing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lois Lane is somebody else. Yeah, Diane Lane Lane's. plays the mother. Yeah. Martha. Martha Kent. <laughs> also, Batman's mother's name. Uh, so you're saying she should have stepped in earlier? I just think I, I felt like she was stronger morally, and I'm like, you feel like I feel like you kind of had a bit more of a grip on what was going on. You should have been like. Clark, it was great you saved those kids. Would have loved that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a little recognition of like, no, no, don't listen to that guy that's been working on a truck outside wasted all day. Like, <laughs> don't look this, for... This guy's wandering around in the cornfield hearing voices. Build it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> It was good you saved all of your classmates. This was everyone in town. Yes. This was everyone's kids. This is a small town. Yes. They all fit on one bus. This was everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolute tragedy. So we get about halfway through the movie before Zod shows up again. Yes. And uh, one, when you're doing... <laughs> Doing a podcast about villains, that's a real fucking hard. <laughs> oh, man. I, was, I have literally a note here. It's like, we're halfway through the movie yeah. and the villain hasn't shown up again. What the fuck are we doing? And this is where this is where I think like Zod kind of turns full villain, but I'm also still weirdly sympathetic to him. Oh, I really think he's just designed to do this. You know what I mean? He's got one goal in mind. This is what he was entrusted with. All of his people have died. We have to do this. You're not complying. Because he wants to save his species. Yeah. He needs to get the information from Clark Kent, the Kodak, Mm -hmm. and he's going to repopulate the Earth. I mean, in Zod's defense, it's not like humans are doing a great job of keeping keeping the Earth... (laughs) 
No. <laughs> you know what I mean? All on the up and up. Things are going good. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> then again, neither were the crypto- Kryptonians. Kryptons? Kryptonians? It's oh, one. yeah, but I think this guy was highly against. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. What, again, what always gets me, though, is the lack of foresight. Like, why don't you just... Because they, they've got this, like, Earth... What do they call it? An Earth, like a planet maker or planet reformer or whatever. It's it, it's basically like a big pile driver is the way that they... <laughs> <laughs> these are basically terraforming the Earth. They're going to change yes. its atmosphere and they're going to make it more massive or whatever to make it better for Kryptonians to live on. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just do that on, like, Mars? Or Venus. I was also wondering that because I'm like, okay, it's going to sound bad, but I'm like, okay, you take over one of those, right? You're right. still close to the sun. You're still going to have that, you know, the radiation you want. You're still going to power up. You can, like, if you just have this machine that's going to take over, take part, whatever, change atoms. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terraforming. Ma- magic hand-waving technology. Woo! Yeah, get the other Earth and then, or get like start something different. And then if you trash that place, well, we got to go right over there. Let's start again. (laughs) And also, I need to point out if you just stayed on Earth as it is, you are gods. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, like, Zod definitely has some like lack of foresight there, is what I will say. Like, he's so set on one course of action that it kind of trips him up. Whereas I think if he just stopped for a minute and really thought about it and was like, hey, Clark, can we get a sample of your blood? We kind of want to repopulate the universe with us. Or we could go to one of the other dozens of planets and solar systems that we have visited in the last 30 years. We just need some information. Like, what those two guys needed to do was have a good sit-down and really hash it out. Instead, <laughs> what they did was they were like, Zod was saying, like, I'm going to wipe out humans to save the Kryptonians. And Clark Kent was like, Superman was like, I'm going to wipe out the Kryptonians <laughs> to save the humans. Yes. It was like, genocide versus genocide. I was like, I don't... There's got to be another way. Like, that's so extreme. It is extreme. It's also extreme to just have him, <laughs> the whole conversation of negotiation, just him drowning in skulls. Like, just. Like, I know! Drowning <laughs> in human skulls to get your. I'm like, I don't. Saad, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if this is gonna have the impact you want it to have. We could have this conversation in a meadow, sir. Yeah, you catch more more flies with honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we need to learn a better negotiation tactic than drowning in skulls. That I honestly laughed at that scene. That made me that scene made me laugh a lot, quite frankly. Just hit just I don't know why. I just thought it was so I was like, who came up with this? This is hilarious. I love that that is on Zod's part. Just a misinterpretation of human culture. Where he's like, you know what humans love? Drowning in skulls. <laughs> <laughs> it makes them feel right at home. Uh, <laughs> well, just based on the number of people who die every year, yeah. I just assumed you'd be comfortable Drowning with that. Drowning in skulls. Uh, which brings me to the point, that point where he's drowning in skulls, the entire villain speech Zod does where he lays out what's happening is in a dream Superman is having. Yes. Superman comes on board the ship, 
He starts choking and passes out because he's not used to the, the Kryptonian atmosphere in their ships and then wakes up. He has a fever dream that Zod is like, uh, Zod is trying to like take over the world and like, I'm going to destroy you all and like whatever. And then wakes up strapped to a table and then proceeds to fuck up the spaceship. Yes. There is a world where that villain speech never happened and Zod was just going to talk to him. Clark- <laughs> <laughs> but then Clark had passed out and they're like, oh, right. He doesn't know our atmosphere. Oops. They put him on a medical table to make sure he's okay. Then he wakes up because the uh, Lois Lane changes the atmosphere or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then he blows a hole in the ship and tries to, like, crash it into the ground. At which point, I would, me as Zod, I would be like, yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many outposts we had to go to to get this ship together, you motherfucker? So many. <laughs> Kryptonian technology is not that common anymore. It's not like you can oh just go to the God. Apple store, get you a new one. Can you imagine you go to like five different stores just to make a certain type of omelet? You get home and somebody ate it. You know what I mean? You make it, you leave for a second, somebody just destroys it. Oh. You'd be pretty pissed. I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this no, is no, my no. life's work. I, this is my life's work. I escaped the Phantom Zone for this. I went to planet to planet. I got a, a world maker. I got a... I got a crew of people. I'm. I finally found the the thing that some stupid scientist stupidly. I'm gonna say stupid one more time. Stupidly stupid shot into space. Mm-hmm. Where are you on dying by black hole? Uh, pretty against. <laughs> <laughs> and like, why do, is that? Do you mean me personally? Like, yeah. Like okay. Like because I've been wrong in the past, <laughs> and I just always thought I'm like well black hole seems like it'd be pretty quick but um, uh you know I've been wrong before well, so I need to be told I'm wrong right now <laughs> so I've I've been told from what I've heard and what I've read it's that uh it's basically death by spaghettification um because Jesus. because like what a black hole is it's like um super concentrated gravity right like it's a mm-hmm. singularity like yeah. it's so much gravity that it's like collapsed mm-hmm. in on itself and nothing can escape. Yes. Which means like the gravity, um, the gradient from like the surface of the black hole mm-hmm. all the way out is like incredibly steep. So yes. even over small distances, there's insane differences in the force of gravity. So over the height of your body, you're basically being like pulled into spaghetti. I don't, and the thing is, I don't know how much that would hurt. Ah. Or, how, or how fast it would happen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And there's also like not to get too <laughs> near science, a, me, Craig. Near a black <laughs> near a black hole, there'd also be like relativistic effects where like time goes differently. Oh, uh, so like, shit. Okay, yeah. So it may actually go uh, slower <gasps> or faster for you. Just like, yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's but, chilling. But I don't know how it all works. Oh, man. Believe it or not, no one's ever died from a black hole. So, Oh, I believe that. We can only speculate. <laughs> <laughs> oh but my yeah, God. I, it's not, I, I think I'd put it above falling to death, even though it is like an extreme version of falling to death. Oh, man, this is dark. I'm like, <laughs> holy Definitely smokes. above burning alive. I'm going to yes. put it above burning alive. I mean, Lois Lane almost falls to death. 
several times. I mean, it's kind of the Lois Lane character. I just didn't if think they were going to do it so many times. If you've got a superhero that flies or swings, you gotta you gotta be falling all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you even do that? Do Do you have to like? Because you have to assume if you just put your arms out, yeah. like that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't catch somebody at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. You'd like. Well, and I think that actually happened in a Spider-Man comic where, like, uh, he swings in to save somebody at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And, like, but because they're moving so fast, like, they snap their neck <laughs> and die. Uh, I think that's Gwen Stacy, actually, like, in the original. Anyway. Um, but, yeah. No, Superman. Like, if, you, if you're falling and you just put out Superman arms, which are steel, man of steel here. Yeah. Uh, that's just, like, you're just cut in half. Or, or thirds. Yeah. yeah, you would have to assume. Can you imagine like falling on something that the width of an arm, like a hard piece of metal, the width of an arm from like ten stories up? You'd die, for sure. Every bone in your body would be broken. You need to like gently decelerate. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Ah. <clears throat> this woman is in so many places she should not be. It yeah. is the one that really got me. The one where I was like, okay, I'm at my limit. <laughs> Because, like, before, it's kind of like, okay, like, she's investigating, and, you know, she wants the scoop or whatever. So I kind of get, like, going into an alien space. I probably would, too, just out of genuine curiosity. Yeah, I sure. just, I understand that. A um, couple other places, I'm like, okay, I get why you're, like, you know, tracking this guy down. You're trying to find out where he's been, who he is, all this kind of stuff. The one that got me where I was, like guys, this is my limit, is at the end when she's in, like, the the military plane. Yeah, why were she... Because she's like, well, he gave me this key, so I have to put it in. And it's like, anybody could do that. Anybody. Like, literally anybody could do that, and there's no reason for you to be here, quite frankly. And in fact, it was that other weird scientist, she put it in and it didn't fit, and that other weird scientist guy uh, from the West Wing yes! figured out... <laughs> Figured out you needed to like turn it or whatever, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah." She literally did nothing but fall out of the back of the plane. <laughs> the only survivor. <laughs> yes, it's like, well, we need Lois Lane to be doing something during this finale, uh, but we also need people to sacrifice themselves. You but know, Lois Lane can't die. <laughs> and maybe so that's guess why, she falls out of the back of a plane. Maybe that's why I didn't care. Like I didn't feel emotionally invested, I guess. But the you know who I really cared about? That one intern. Oh, who got when trapped the, under the yes, building? Yes, I, I felt that. I was like, get this woman out of here. Like I don't know why. She was the only person I cared about. <laughs> it's very true. I did not care about most of the things. No, no, no. I didn't I honestly did not get win. Okay. When Jonathan Kent died, I wasn't. Uh, I was. I wasn't sad. I was upset. <laughs> right. I was like, "Fuck! What? The what fuck? a needless, That's stupid." So... <laughs> I was like, "This wouldn't have happened in Shark Boy and Lava Girl." All right, they would have held hands <laughs> and sorted out their problems mid tornado, <laughs> like did. a family. They did do that. You're like right. A family. Is Shark Boy and Lava Girl a better version of Man of Steel? <laughs> Uh, the I, tornado scene, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is definitely bottom barrel tornado scenes in movies. Oh, uh, yeah. For me. Um, yeah, I mean, there there are a couple smaller villains in this, too, which is mostly like Zod's 
people. Yes. There's that one one girl. Uh, she's pretty. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. <laughs> she's and real she, hardcore. And she does have a line where she's like fighting Superman in Smallville. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, you, what's the quote? She says, um, you don't, the fact that you have a sense of morality and we don't give us an, gives us an evolutionary advantage. Uh, so first of all, in that situation, that is absolutely not true. I have literally the like word for word the same notes on that. I was like, this is just simply not true. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's five of you Kryptons and billions of humans. I think the moral compass has served you quite well. Yes, you, it's it's why we have communities and societies and stuff, so you can help out each other and make sure that we can try and all survive. Okay, I'm not saying there's not flaws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it doesn't work perfectly all the time or whatever, but um, but also Zod and his crew also do have a sense of morality. It, it maybe does not line up perfectly with Superman's, um, but they certainly have a sense of duty and community to try and preserve their species and create a home and everything like that. So I'm just like, were you just saying that to like intimidate people or are you the one psychopath <laughs> in this whole situation? I kind of, I, I, I clocked it as the second one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, this woman is bananas. <laughs> I mean, maybe a few years in the Phantom Zone will do that to you. You're like, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got it. That's also true. That's a weird for like an advanced quote unquote like advanced society. I don't know if that's how maybe like rehabilitation, <laughs> right? Some courses. You know what I mean? Maybe get them in learning something different. <laughs> maybe, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so you committed a coup. <laughs> <laughs> you used government property against them for your own political needs. In this workshop, we'll tell you why that's wrong. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> when, yeah, I just found it so stark when, like, the, the planet literally explodes. <laughs> so, I'm like, how can, you how can you think this person's wrong? This is, like, moments later. The whole planet's blowing up. <laughs> why would you care? Why are these people resisting anything? I know. I mean... <laughs> It, you, you you look at it and you go like, what the fuck? But also, I totally, it's a real thing where yeah, people like true. twiddle their thumbs while Rome burns, you know, like, uh, I mean, we're doing it to our own planet. I think that's why I felt this movie yeah, so yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, these fuckers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was very upset. Okay. They, yeah. and they made them look so royal. I think that's what bothered. I'm like. Yeah, you're not, you're not a fan of the aristocrats, aristocrat. The aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> Aristocrats. I can't say it. Oh, no. no rich no. people. Rich, rich people. people. Rich people with fancy hats is, yeah, the, is yeah, the word. Yeah. Uh, the queen specifically. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Krypton, I did want to just share one quick thing, which was um, I remember like when I was a kid, like real young, um, I guess probably the original Superman was on TV, like the one from the 70s with Christopher Reeves and everything like oh, that. Oh, yes. And there is, of course, a scene in that where uh, Jor-El shoots Superman into space, right? To, like, go to Earth mm-hmm. or whatever. And I remember, like, watching it with my dad and asking him, it's like, well, why didn't, if he could just, if there was a spaceship, why didn't he just use the spaceship himself? Like, why did he send his his baby? And, like, my dad was like, well, because he loves his 
baby. He's, and he's like, I would do that for you. And I was like, you would? Like, it was ah! like this. <laughs> And I just remember it so clearly because I think it was like, you know, one of those moments when you realize your childhood selfishness and like that other people really do care and will sacrifice for you. You know, like when it's not just like, oh, my parents take care of me because I'm me (laughs) and I'm so Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you develop like that was such a turning point for me where it was just like explicitly stated by my dad, like, yeah, I would do that for you. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> it's stuck, it stuck to me to this day. It's just always been a real nice memory. That is nice. Associated with Superman. Yeah, oh, right? man. Although, I, even still, I'm like, just get in with me. <laughs> it's Please. A real, it's a real Titanic situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little cradle in like a 747 with like empty seats. <laughs> There's... <laughs> There's room on the on the door for both of us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm here for Zod. Yeah, I think I think I, slightly I think misguided. Just, yeah. I think there's a good sit down is what's needed in this two hour movie. Uh, and I'm just gonna say he was fueled by his design because <laughs> I do not condone genocide. <laughs> no, <laughs> and genocide should not be combated. With, with genocide. genocide. I think we can all agree. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that's the main takeaway from this. Um, so, yeah, anything else we wanted to no. say? No. So, time for our definitive rankings of how good the villain is. You apparently have a banger, so I'm going to no, go, f- I'm gonna go first on this one. It's uh, not a banger. It's so dumb. <laughs> still a good reason. So, I did, um, I did the short-sighted scale. Yeah. Uh, the short-sighted scale. So, uh, on a scale of reading glasses to Mr. Magoo, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Zod a, uh, a a reverse mortgage. Okay. Uh, very short-sighted. Because it seems like a good idea at first, but you're really just screwing yourself uh, out of a home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my scale is... Uh, uh, obviously, I'm ranking Zod, of course. And uh, from it's a bird to it's a plane, I'm going to give Zod a it's a Mia Mario. <laughs> I can't because Mario kills. He's a murderous bastard, but he's doing it for his people. <laughs> just to give you a little <laughs> peek behind the curtain here at the Philip was right. We are you we usually try and like just go over our scales yeah, yeah, yeah. before we get on in case we have the same one or whatever. Uh and uh Rebecca was just like, I got a ridiculous one. I was like, do I need to hear it before we go on air? And she's like, absolutely. <laughs> And you were right, right, Carl. I just didn't think we'd have the same one oh, this week. Oh, no, no, we were <laughs> ages apart. Uh, but guys, we'll get to our heroes and villains of the week in a minute. But first, uh, a couple ways that you can help out the podcast. Um, first of all, uh, if you have uh, a couple bucks and you want to support, uh, help with production costs and all the rest, um, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash right. And boy, do you get benefits from being a patron? Uh, their patrons have decided very recently they want to be known as henchies. Yay! So become a henchy <laughs> of the villain was right. And uh, uh, you'll get two bonus episodes every month. Uh, Rebecca does a pick. I do a pick. Um, they're different. They're movies where the villain isn't always right. We get a little loose, a little more fun uh, with it. So you can uh, check those out. Uh, Rebecca's pick uh, this month was uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And I already forget what I did. It's the end of the month. <laughs> do you remember what we did? <laughs> no, we isn't don't. That so- 
I know. It's just, they all bleed, bleed together. It's all online. You can check it out. Uh, and you get a back all the back catalog of episodes, too. So over uh, fi- over 54, I think, episodes at this point. Uh, and uh, you also get early release episodes. You get uh, to vote on our audience choice episodes. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun and it helps support the podcast. So check it out, patreon.com slash right. And if you just want to get in touch with us. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at VWR Podcast. Email us at right at gmail.com. Or just follow us on Facebook at right. if that site's still up. <laughs> it is. Okay. It seems to be going through some transitional periods. <laughs> I just, every day I wake up and I hope Facebook no longer exists. Is that bad of me? <laughs> like, please. <laughs> Just just shut it all down. <laughs> yeah, I deleted it off my phone. Uh, greatest decision oh I ever made. Oh, my God. All um, right, guys. Anyway. Well, <laughs> now it is time for our Heroes and Villains of the Week. I've got... I, I don't even know if this... This is uh, just, just a nice moment I had. <laughs> because, I don't know, I feel like I'm at the age now where if... Um, not like if I fall, I'm going to break a hip or something. But when you fall now, things happen. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going to feel it for the next couple of days. Anyway, I was at Comedy Bar, and I haven't, obviously, in the pandemic, I haven't worn, like, any sort of heel at all, right? Right. So lately, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start working in my boots a little bit. Not, not stilettos. I'm not a lunatic. Like, just, you know, a thick heel, all right? Thick, thick, thick. But one of them, the steps of Comedy Bar are all concrete. Mm-hmm. hard concrete right so I'm going back in and of course I had just broken off with a big group of comics so they're gonna bear witness to this <laughs> I hook one of my heels and I bi- oh I biffed it hard like I I go down hard but luckily I caught the rail like li- like last microsecond <sighs> caught the railing and I swear I swear to god I was like literally like moments away from like breaking my ankle. Like I would have, because yeah. if you've been to comedy bar, you know, like the, also the doors right there, it doesn't even open all the way because the stairs are so close to that wall. I was like, Oh my God, it's just absolutely smashed my shin, my ankle, whatever. But I was so happy. I didn't break anything <laughs> that I popped back up and everybody's like, Whoa, are you okay? Like, are you fine? I'm like, yeah. Like I think, I think I'm good. The doorman came in. He was so upset. He was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because, like, I hit it. You, you know what going, I mean? And you were going down. Yeah, I was going down. Like, I hit it. Okay, really hit it. But I caught myself, luckily. Oh, my God. My hand hurt so much the next day. But, like, he was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I just started laughing so hard. And I was like, nothing's broken. <laughs> like, I just started yelling into the streets about how happy I was that I didn't fucking break my ankle because I was like seconds away. It was, I have a huge bruise, like one yeah. inch above my ankle. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> anyway, so just, you know, pumped to not be injured. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm a little black and blue, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, my, everything's still functioning. I'm happy for you. I'm Woo! happy for you. Anyway. Near so miss. That's, that's me. I did wait. You know, when you like fall and you jerk and you don't even realize until like two days later, you're like, oh, I've really destroyed myself. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear you all right. Um, I've got uh, I've got a story. So uh, Kat and I, uh, my partner uh, Kat and I, we're moving uh, somewhat soon. And it sort of got me thinking back to uh, when we first moved in together, right? So this is when, like, we both had our own places and we were, like, combining a place. And, like, we had talked about who was bringing what, but, like, we still ended up with, like, two toasters somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was duplicates and, and weird stuff there. And, like... 
so we moved all of our stuff into one apartment and then we're like unpacking and it's it's very insightful to see how you know your partner maybe thinks or organizes a little different than you do you know Ooh, what i mean yeah. like 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 everyone just has their own way of thinking of things and you go like oh that's not how i would do it but i see like you, you put yeah, everything. Yeah, I see in the, why you put the scissors right. in the kitchen and I put them in the office. Right, like, or like yeah. you pack them because like it would fit in this box, and like I'm more like about the rooms, like whatever yeah. it was. But everyone has their own ways. So like as you're unpacking the other person's stuff, you're like getting a little insight mm. into them mm -hmm. for the first time, even though you know each other really well. So I'm unpacking the kitchen, and I open up this one box, and I pull out this bag, this plastic shopping bag of knives. <laughs> and it's going exactly as well as you think. What? Did you say a bag of knives? It's a bag of knives. <laughs> Man of steel, bag of knives. Uh, that's the connection. And I just pull it out and it's going as bad as well as you think that a plastic bag full of knives is going. There's like edges of like knives going every which way. It's like they weren't even aligned in a single direction, or at least they weren't at that point. So they're like, it's like- <laughs> It just looks like a torture device. Yeah, exactly. Like you it looks swing like, it at something. Like, <laughs> like a morning star, like a medieval thing. <laughs> just like rusty steak knives, like popping out. And I pull it out. And it's like just tenuously holding on, right? Like the oh weight of this God. thing is about to like tear these knives. And I just go like, cat, what the hell is this? What the hell? It's a you put a bag of knives, and she's like, "Well, they were in a box." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm the kind of guy who's like wrapping cardboard around the knives and like taping them and like all the rest. So like, I was like, "Are these knives any good?" She's like, "I don't know. I just threw them in the bag." <laughs> so I think I just like looked in and was like, "You know what? I've got better." And like, I think we just took the whole bag of knives, <laughs> put it in the garbage, which is like. Also, just putting it in another the bag, bag and like <laughs> had to like carefully take it. Like I was like, I'm not gonna put this in the garbage chute. Yeah. So like we had to like take it down, and it's just tearing up all these bags and like throw it out. Uh, but it's like that is uh, my best memory of of oh moving. Oh my god! So on this move, uh, I am in charge. Of <laughs> <the> <laughs> <knives>. <laughs> Holy shit! That's so for a bag of knives. <laughs> Bag of Knives sounds like a punk band. Like, that right? sounds <laughs> wild. I don't know why. I just picture a cat with, like, fistfuls of knives just, like, throwing them. What do I do with these knives? What do I that's, do with these knives? That's the same energy. Other than pretend I'm Wolverine for yeah. two minutes. Like, I've got nothing else. It's insane. That's so funny. Oh, my God. I love cats so much. That's hilarious. A bag of knives. <laughs> a bag of knives. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, that's it for us uh, this week on the podcast. And uh, Rebecca, where can people get in touch with you? As always, you can find me at Rebecca Reads on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter. Also, uh, CraigFay.com, new 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 website. Finally mentions the Villain Was Right podcast. <laughs> Uh, finally figured out how to get that on there so you can check that out and uh, guys uh, this has been The Villain Was Right uh, next week we are doing uh, we're starting our, our Christmas month everybody uh, we're starting off with that Sandra Bullock classic While You Were Sleeping oh boy will we have some thoughts and uh, <laughs> until then this is The Villain Was Right reminding you not to counter genocide with more genocide <laughs>
The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.